like to ask you a question. What would Jesus rather? Would Jesus rather that you walk on water? Or would he rather that you sink so that he can save you? Think about it. What would Jesus rather? Would he rather that you walk on water? Or would he rather that you sink so that he can reach down and save you? Let's pray. Father in heaven, for the final time in this restoration series, I come before you, Lord, asking that you would speak to us. That you would bless us in a special way. That your word would touch us and transform us. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So, would he rather you walk? Or would he rather you sink? Matthew chapter 14, the Bible says in verse 22, And straight away Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. How many of you think that Jesus would rather you walk on water? How many of you think that Jesus would rather you sink so that he can save you? How many of you just aren't sure yet? Anyone? And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid." And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, then bid me to come unto you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, Save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, why did you doubt? Jesus says that the reason that Peter, listen to this language, began to sink. Have you ever seen anyone begin to sink before? Normally it's just straight down. The reason why Peter began to sink is why? Because he... Because he doubted. So flip the script. If Peter was faithful, what would he have carried on doing? He would have walked on water. I think that God would rather you and I walk on water. The thing is, if we try and we doubt and we stumble and we fall in, he's just a cry away from saving us. You know what the Bible doesn't say? 
how Peter got back on the boat. Now sure, Jesus could have fireman carried him back. Maybe he said this on the way. Peter, why did you doubt? Something tells me he learned his lesson. Something tells me that that night, Peter realized that with Jesus on his side, he could do anything, even the impossible. I think that Jesus wants you and I to learn how to walk on water. Now, this does not take away from his ability to save us. But, I mean, how do you see this playing out? Peter is picked up, walks a little bit, sinks again, Lord, save me. He's picked up, walks a little bit, sinks again, Lord, save me. I mean, I mean, how many times do we go through that experience where Jesus reaches down and pulls us up and reaches down and pulls us up and reaches down and pulls us up? Now, I don't think that his hand is too short. I don't think that Jesus gets tired of saving us. Can you say amen? amen. But I think he wants us to learn to walk. I think he wants us to learn to walk. So how? How do you walk on water? Jesus says by faith. What does that mean? What does it mean to simply walk by faith? Let's go a few chapters over to Matthew chapter 17. In Matthew chapter 17, the Bible says in verse 20, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of what? Mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. What's a greater miracle, to walk on water or to move a mountain by the words of your mouth? It's a close call, it's a tie. Both of them are impossible without Jesus. but certainly possible with him. A mustard seed. If you, have see, if you have faith, Jesus says, as a mustard seed, you guys have seen a mustard seed, right? Tiny. If you have faith as a mustard seed, Jesus says you can move mountains. Now, I don't have a mustard seed, but let's say I did. Let's say there was a mustard seed in my hand right now. Let me ask you a question. What happens to that mustard seed if I keep it in my hand? What happens to it? Nothing. Why? Why won't the mustard seed grow in my hand? Why? Because it's not getting the nutrients that it needs to grow. Where does it, where does it get the nutrients? From the ground. From the soil. The seed, in order to grow, has to first be buried. Oh, you didn't hear me. The seed, in order to grow, has to first be buried in the ground. Anyone here ever done any agriculture? Even the slightest bit? Like even just like, let the sunshine shine on the plants and not get in the way? <laughs> As agriculture 101, right? It needs sunlight. I remember when I was a kid, how old was I? Maybe, maybe six. My mom got me some flower pots. I don't know why. 
I think she got herself some flower pots. Um, but she got me some flower pots and some seeds. And she said that we were going to grow them at my grandma's house. And so we put, I think, six, maybe eight flower pots on the windowsill outside. And we made sure that they were all right next to each other, that they all got the same amount of sun. You know, the, everything that was in the pot was similar to the next pot. I watered them as equally as a six-year-old waters anything. And after a while, I realized something. Some of the seeds were growing. Some of them began to sprout up. Some of them didn't. And I thought to myself, why? I mean, they all had the exact same environment. It was the same sun that shone on them. It was the same nutrients in the soil. They received roughly the same amount of water, give or take a couple liters. <laughs> why is it that they didn't grow the way some of the others grew? Anyone know why? There is a failure rate with the seed, and the reason why is, become, is because some seeds just don't grab hold of the nutrients. Listen to me. They can be all around the nutrients. The nutrients can be surrounding them. But if they don't reach out and claim the nutrient as their own, then they don't grow. They don't grow. They stay as a seed buried. Faith as the mustard seed. Jesus said, if you really want to grow, listen to me, it's not enough to just be around that which is good. It's not enough to simply show up and listen to the Word of God. Have you ever heard Matthew chapter 13? Another agricultural chapter? Everyone's listening. No one's growing. Except those that have dug up the soil. Except those that have prepared a place for the seed, for the word in their heart? Are you laying hold to the nutrients that are around you? You see, this is what happens. We have these series. It's great. We have these mountaintop experiences. Maybe it's not great. That's okay as well. But, but we have these experiences where we're like, wow. Spiritually, I'm, I'm just, I'm immovable right now. On top of the world. Crazy faith. And then we slip back into everyday life. Now, you can't avoid the everyday life, right? I mean, you can't have restoration forever. That's called heaven. Um, we have to work a little bit more before we get there. But it's not enough to just be here. You have to try and take it in. You have to reach out and claim the nutrient as yours. The Word of God is that nutrient. Are you reaching out? Let me use a Bible character for this example. Go with me to Colossians chapter 4. I'm not hearing many pages turn, so I guess, I guess you didn't bring the Bible. But that's fine. It's a concert, I guess. Colossians chapter 4. And verse 14, Paul is saying goodbye at the end of the letter. Look what he says in Colossians chapter 4, verse 14. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Now, this is not a shocking verse. There's nothing in here that's extraordinarily exciting. 
but I want you just to make note of the two names. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas. How many of you ever heard of Demas before? Demas? Well, he comes up again a couple books later. Just after Hebrews, we have the book of Philemon or Philemon. Paul says in the only chapter of the book, verse 22, But withal prepare me a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. There salute thee Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, Marcus, Aristarchus, Demas, and Lucas, my fellow laborers. Paul mentions Luke, and once again he mentions Demas. These are Paul's friends. These are his co-workers. These are his guys. I want you to go to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Paul's finest, or at least final, letter. For I am now ready, 2 Timothy 4 verse 6, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, with the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas has forsaken me. Having loved this present world, and is departed Unto Thessalonica. <coughs> Demas. Demas was the guy that was always around the guy. Demas was the one that grew up surrounded by the spiritual nourishment. Demas was the one that heard testimony after testimony after testimony of how the Lord's mighty hand was seen time after time after time. But Demas didn't reach out. Demas was content with being a fellow worker, a fellow laborer, but he had not made the faith his own. The faith of a mustard seed can move mountains. The faith of a mustard seed can have you walk on water. When you're met with a trial just like Peter was, Jesus says you meet that trial with faith, you're walking on water. You meet it with doubt, you'll sink. What are you walking on? Are you even walking? Jesus would rather that you learn to walk on water than he would have to keep reaching down and pulling you out. Walking on water sounds great right about now. But I think I've cried out, save me more times than I can count. I want to share with you this final piece of encouragement. It's taken from a book that I love dearly called Desire of Ages. If thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. 
how many a sin-burdened soul has echoed that prayer. And to all, the pitying Savior's answer is, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. It is faith that connects us with heaven. It is faith that brings us strength for coping with the powers of darkness. In Christ, God has subdued, sorry, God has provided means for subduing every sinful trait and resisting every temptation, however strong. But many may feel that they lack faith, and therefore they remain away from Christ. Let these souls, in their helpless unworthiness, cast themselves upon the mercy of their compassionate Savior. Look not to self, but to Christ. He who healed the sick and cast out demons when he walked among men is the same mighty Redeemer today. Faith comes by the Word of God. Then grasp His promise. He that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John 6.37 Cast yourself at His feet. With the cry, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Listen to these words. You can never perish while you do this. Never. You can never perish while you do this. It's your golden ticket. It's your entry pass into the kingdom of God. Throw yourself at the feet of Jesus and with all your heart, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. You can never be lost. With this prayer on your heart, you will never be cast out. Never. Friends, we're going to walk on water on our way to the kingdom of God. We may sink along the way but we have a Savior in Jesus Christ. We have a Savior that if we just cast ourselves at His feet and plead for His mercy, He will never tire of saving us. The gates are open. The path is laid before us. Let's walk. Let's reach out. Take the power that's available to us. Take the nutrients that are all around us. Let's feed those that are lacking. Let's build up the kingdom of God. If you believe this, if this is your prayer, then we'll see you in the kingdom. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.